Welcome back to the SUFC Goals podcast. A warning, this episode may include some strong language. Hello and welcome back to the fourth episode of the SUFC Goals podcast. First of all, apologise for no episode last week. Um, we were on holiday, so obviously couldn't record one. How you been in the past week, Simon? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Um, yourself? Yeah, not bad. Nice, nice to get away and uh, let let the hair down for for a week. So, uh, yeah, pleased to be back. Said no one ever. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, well, the bank, the bank accounts, please. Well, absolutely. Yeah, pay payday this time next week as well. So, uh, so yeah, can't hmm. come so, soon enough. So oh, it's been a lot going on and all. Yeah, the, there has been. Front. In the last in the last week, we've missed out. Well, you know, there's been a lot of uh, lot of uh, news that've come in. Obviously, Kimura is, is still supposedly leading the race. They've been doing their due diligence, which you know reportedly takes a couple of weeks to do. Um, so this would be their second week, so to speak. So um, yeah, it's been close for a while. It's obviously what Matt Slater and Chris Phillips have said. So we're still waiting for that to uh, to happen. But obviously. As you would have seen, um, there is a sort of second horse that's emerged. Some a Colchester-based estate agent, uh, rumored to be, I think Paul Smith uh, or John Hunt. I think John Hart's John Hart. John Hunt has got a net worth of about one point three billion. So God knows, you know, if he's going to be chucking that money into it. But uh, obviously, that Colchester-based estate agent. Um, sort of uh, consortium there's a a rumor that Ron Martin could could remain as as a chairman and it's only sort of a, an investment they're putting into a club rather rather than buying out which I think is bad news for everyone I think we just need shot of uh, of of Ron and then obviously there's that third horse as well which no one knows too much about there's been some sort of murmurs that there's an American it was an American consortium or or or, or whatever whether that was anything to do with Steve Nash we don't know but and that's it. And obviously, Simon is. Maybe it's our, uh, maybe it's our old mate Carl Reader coming back in. Oh, yeah, yeah, giving it the uh, Barry. Good one. <laughs> um, there's been a few <laughs> players that have left as well, there, mate, in the uh, in the past week. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> Ta ta. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, <laughs> Reese Murphy's gone to Yeovil. Good player, but never fit. Yeah, Glass, we called that one. Well, Glass Ankles, you called him, wasn't it? I can't remember, but. Um... That, that you're not far off. He, uh, yeah, I mean, we both said we both called that one, didn't we? So I don't think anyone's surprised with that one. No. Wishing the best. And there was a, and obviously his new strike partner next season, <laughs> Jake Hyde. Yeah, Jake Hyde. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I hope they've signed a couple of doctors and physios and all. <laughs> right. Yeah, going to be very busy, <laughs> very busy next season. But uh, yeah, Murphy yeah. and Hyde gone to Yeovil. Obviously, Hyde. Was only on loan last season, and a couple of other ones has been Steve Arnold's gone to Sutton as a player coach or player goalkeeper coach. Um, so fair, fair play to him. Never I'm surprised be... at that. To be fair, I'm surprised he went up. I mean, <clears throat> on his day, he's a decent keeper, but with you know, considering how badly he was injured last season and he didn't set the world alight when he came back, I'm surprised he's gone up. But fair play to him. But again, yeah. for me, no real loss there. No, he's a good player, but that's the thing is, I don't know, with with, with the thoughts of getting Justin and, um, in from Dagenham, supposedly, you can see why they let him go. Obviously, the only, sort of, 
<laughs> the only other big one was uh, is only broke about an hour ago was uh, Hobson signing for Oldham. Um, mm-hmm. We thought he was going to League One or League Two. He said he wanted to move back to Manchester. Good signing for Oldham, but you know, yeah, it's... I can't blame him to be honest. Um, but I'm surprised with where he's gone. Yeah, maybe old, maybe teams in the league or two leagues above just didn't offer him a contract. Or, but I would have thought there'd have been a couple. But maybe Oldham have thrown a fair bit of money at him. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I just I don't know. I understand why he's gone back up north, and he's definitely better than us. And well, I mean, we currently don't really exist at the minute. But yeah, I, I would have thought he'd have gone higher. Maybe like Stockport or Accrington. They're both teams around that way, and they're both above what we are. But you know, Oldham are uh, nine to one to get promoted or win the league. I think it was. I had a little splash on them earlier. Uh, they've got quite Not a decent side sure. now. The, the 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 betting market for if anyone's a betting man or lady, then the betting market for National League's wide open. The bookies have got Barney at like eighteen to one. Yeah, they made a couple of decent signs. They signed well. Ben Coker today. Yeah, mm, yeah. Not sure on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they got a doctor as well. That's uh, that's good company. A couple of other ones just to whittle through as well. See Tommy Davis signing for Averley, um in the league below. I think he'd been a decent backup, but I guess they were offering. Surprised by that one. Yeah, I'm surprised by that one. Did you see what he said on his little interview for Averley? He said, or we were, maybe it was with us. I read somewhere that he said, um, I can't remember the exact words, but he said something along the lines of he was a bit annoyed that he didn't get any first team chances with us. Uh, which I think is a little bit out of order considering he's only 20 and we had one of the best defences in the league. We had, what, three or four, maybe even five centre-halves ahead of him and he thinks that he should have been starting for us. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe a bit of an attitude there or maybe he means like, you know, a little 10 minutes off the bench and that, but I don't know, I think that's a bit, I think it'll be big for his boots there. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. There's just a couple of other other ones. So Louis Arrowsmith and Finley Purcell both put on it on Twitter that they're moving on. Um, and then apparently we were talking to Sam Ling and Elliot Justin, but it looks like they're both re-signing for Dagenham. I think Sam Ling's on a new two-year contract. I think Justin. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I think Justin signing a new contract. Um, there's rumours. Um, but talking about new contracts, apparently Jack Bridge and Nathan Ralph are both agreed to, to, to wait until the um, takeover is complete to uh, sign new deals with us, which is always... Yeah, that's thing. that's massive. That's massive. I know you're a big um, fan of Nathan. You know, yeah, well, obviously Jack Bridge is the best out of all the players that are out of contract. Um, but I was sort of inclined to losing him, to be honest. So I'm, I'll be amazed if he signs on. Uh, yeah, that'd be superb. They must... <laughs> They must know something that we don't, I don't know, or maybe you just, I guess they're, if they're settled and they've got a mortgage down here or family down here, then it's not as easy as it is for, say, well, I can't think who, but like, you know, the younger players or Hobson who's moving back up north. If, you know, Jack Bridges got all his family around here, then it's pointless him going back up to Carlisle or somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and Nathan Ralph, obviously, yeah, happy about that one, but I guess we'll never know. We've still got to wait for the, thingy to go through the takeover to go through anyway but I didn't know going back to Justin I didn't know about that one did you read that on Twitter today 
Yeah, um, that that was that was sort of news today. So it's only rumours again, just like you know mo- most things you see online. But mm. wouldn't wouldn't be t- totally surprised if he has decided to uh, to to sort of stay at Dagenham, where there is less of a uh, you know question mark about his future. He, he you know he'll, he'll have contracts. Yeah, he'll probably get paid on time every week. You know, I know it would be new owners potentially, but there's still that sort of lingering thought of you know, and it's. You'd associate Southend with not being paid on time, um, so obviously, you know, when we do get taken oh, well. over, and if we do get taken over, that's something that we're gonna have to eradicate and build up a picture again that we're a, a decent club to play for. Um, and then finally, the last bit of news: I think Great Wakering have uh, announced a friendly with us on the twenty fifth of July. I might be wrong, um, sure. but that's the only. <laughs> you saw that one coming. Yeah, yeah, could have predicted that one. So let's get into the main part of the video. So I don't think we've even said yet. We're going to just whittle through, go for our best South and Elevens, you know, in our lifetime. So the past twenty years or so, um, we're just going to quickly. We're not going to quickly. We're going to we're going to run through our best players, give some reason why, um, and yeah. So first of all, I'm going to say, Simon, what position, what formation are you going for? <laughs> Well, I've I've done a bit of a a Phil Brown here, and I've gone and stuck a few players out of position. <laughs> <laughs> so, what Richard Taylor I'll, up front? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, was it him that done that? <laughs> no, it was Mark Mosley. No, oh, cooks it fucking was. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking about that actually. As an aside, I saw a tweet uh, earlier saying, oh, who was like, who's Southend's worst ever manager? And people saying, Phil Brand. And yeah, he, he fucked us over, but I'm not having that. He's not the worst we've had. I mean, there's, you've, there's when, you've employed, when you've employed Kevin Bond <laughs> and a PE teacher from Weymouth and an idiot that thinks we're called Southampton, I won't even say his name. <laughs> Like oh, oh god, but uh, but yeah, Phil Brown wasn't good. But I mate, you're right. That's the thing. We sport for choice for worst managers. We'll have to do that next time. Worst eleven and worst manager. Yeah. Um, but right, yeah. So anyway, carrying on. Who's a, I've who's gone your formation four, and your manager. Yeah, I've gone for four two. The midfield is sort of fluid should we say <laughs> I've given them freedom to play sort of where they want um, but yeah basically I wanted to squeeze my last midfielder in and I didn't know how to do it so he's just stick him anywhere you know, you know like um, Phil Brown used to play Timlin like left wing sometimes or like left midfielder yeah um, yeah a bit like that or oh. he, who else? he used to have someone else like doing something stupid I think he used to play Wordsworth on the well, left sometimes Will Atkinson right mid yeah, that was another one, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what about you? Manager? What, what my, oh, my manager. manager. Yeah. Manager's a tough one. See, if we're talking in terms of just the best that we've had that delivered for us, it would have to be, like, statistically, it would have to be Phil Brown first time round. But I'm not having Phil Brown anywhere near my team. <laughs> so rules him out. Then you could say Paul Sturrock because of the job that he done. He when we he come in, we was what we was 
We had about five players. But I've I've not gone for any of them and I've actually been a bit soft and I've gone for current manager, Kevin Mayer. Oh. I... So, uh, yeah. Oh, this is one thing, actually. So, neither of us know each other's teams, but I've got a bad feeling that we're probably going to end up with about eight or nine players the same, but maybe even more. Let's hope it ain't a full 11 the same. That'll be a bit, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a bad listen. Yeah. But, yeah, go on. Over to you, then, formation well, I, manager. I've gone for... I've gone for a four-four-two as well, staying traditional. My yeah, manager is Steve Tilson. Of for that, that fair enough double promotion, uh, victory over Man United, um, South End legend as well. I think you can't can't look any further than Steve Tilson just for that. His whole his whole spell up until the sort of last season or so. So yeah, like... that's fair enough. The reason I didn't pick him was just before my time. Sort of when he was manager, I was about six or seven. Um, yeah, so I've I gone mate, off. But, you know. Yeah, but I've more gone off games that I've watched with my eyes rather than games that I've gone back and looked on YouTube, sort of thing. Fair enough. Um, but Makes yeah, sense. makes sense. Right, who's who have you got in goal? Uh, I think goalkeeper is the easiest position to pick, so I've gone for Dan Bentley. Yeah, same. I think. Yeah, it's hard to look past him. Time. I was thinking Daryl Flahaven as well. He was one of my favourite players growing up. Mm. He was my my favourite Southend player at the time. I think the part thing for Bentley for me is like because he came through the academy, you know he he almost he did kind of just burst onto the scene as Michael Richards would say, but he did he just mm-hmm. sort of come out of nowhere and 160 games for Southend in, in, in you know three proper seasons, it's not bad. Is that it? I mean I know it's a lot, but I felt like he was around for ages. Yeah, well that's the thing. I mean he he only had three full seasons. He left quite young. He left a lot younger than you think. Like if you think of how he used to play and. He had a mature head on his shoulders. He was quite well built even when he was at us and he was probably only about 23 when he left. I think he must have been, yeah. I think he could have even been 22, to be honest. 22, 23, I think. Yeah. And obviously, he's gone on to play in the Premier League for Wolves. You know, hopefully we see a bit more of that next season and maybe a push up into the England team. But uh, sold him for 1.1 million to Brentford through compensation. So he did all right out of him. I think he's our third highest sale of all time. That's pretty good, that. So moving into your defence, who, who have you got at right back? Yeah, do you want to go? We'll go one one by one, or I'll do me back four. I'll do me back four. Do your back four, yeah, yeah. Left back, I've gone for someone I actually don't like, but while he was here, he was quite good, and that's Ben Coker. Um, reasons why I don't like him, I'm not even going to get into, but I just don't like him. But yeah, good player on his day when we had him. The old uh, Ronaldo chops cut inside. cut inside. And since him, I don't think we've had a very good, well, not very good, but we haven't had a left back, in my opinion, that comes close to him. Reliable left since back. Since he's left. Yeah, reliable and up and down. You know, we've had some that are good backwards, but not great forward and some vice versa. But yeah, he was good for me. Centre half, I've gone Adam Barrett, obvious reasons. And then second choice centre half was a tough call for me. But I've gone for and I know he was only a short while, but I've gone for Taylor Moore as my second centre half. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and now my right back is one that I'll be very surprised if you've also gone for. And a lot of people probably didn't rate him, and a lot of people might have even forgotten about him but when he was here I thought he was a bollocks and I thought he should have got more game time over 
a certain Cypriot who played a few times, and that's Luke O'Neill. I thought he was a great player. Your, your best Southend team for the past 20 <laughs> years, you've got the Luke O'Neill, right? <laughs> Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, I'm being dead serious as well. That's not a wind-up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I did say it with a straight face, but now you've made me laugh. No, I, honestly, I don't know why, but I just thought he was good, solid at the back. He had a great delivery on him, could get him forwards. And yeah, he was here about two seasons. Um, yeah, it's a shame he didn't play more, but since then he went off to Gillingham, done very well at Gillingham. I think he's at Ebbsfleet now, so we'll be seeing him this ne- next season coming up. But yeah, he was my sort of rogue choice as right back. But that's more because I don't really rate anyone else. Demetrio, no. Scott Morris, not really been here long enough. Um, and, I mean, I know I said Telemore, but. Yeah, Scott Morris, not, um, he could be up there, but I guess Luke O'Neill's playing two divisions higher as well. Um, yeah. <clears> and then, who else did we have right back? Oh, we had John White right back, and he was never really a right back for me, no. even when we got promoted. But yeah, go on, let's hear it from you then. So see if you've got as bad a shout as me. I'm going to go from right to left. So my right back I've gone for is Sean Clahessy. So he played 166 times at Southend, scoring five goals. And obviously, he's got the record for most amount of appearances in one season. He played all 59 games in the 12-13 season, which is mental to think that he played almost 60 games in one season. Literally, mm-hmm. Saturday, Tuesday, the whole season. He, I thought he was brilliant going forward. Um, he was, I think, sound defensively. We picked him up from uh, from from the conference of the league below. That was one of... Uh, uh, Paul Sturrock signings and I think he, he, he was ridiculous he missed one league game in three seasons which is just a, 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 a ridiculous stat yeah he was he was reliable yeah and I think he I think he's, he's he's like a modern day he's I think he's a modern day win back really I think he was good going forward and, and good defensively he had a good cross put some, put some good balls in um, obviously, he went off to Kilmarnock in the Scottish Premier after us, but then unfortunately uh, had the displeasure of going to Colchester and Leighton Orient as well. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's most recently with East Grinstead. Um, so, yeah, that was my uh, my right back. Um, then my right centre back is someone who has got a, a little place in my heart, and that is Peter Clark. Um, so, again, only played for Southend for three seasons, uh, played 150 games, scored 11 goals, obviously memorable for the equaliser against Chelsea in the FA Cup game in the 8-9 season. Um, he gave me a bit of fudge once in a, a pre-season friendly, uh, uh, Crawley away. So, ever since that moment, I've, uh, <laughs> I've had a fond place for uh, Peter Clark. Played, he was in the team that played against Man United, Um so yeah, I think he's he's solid. He, obviously, he's gone on to have a good career. That's not that's you know nothing to do with my sort of picking him in the team. I think for, for the basis of how long is it Southend for, I do honestly think he's the second best centre back in that time. Um, he was he, he was a class player, reliable, and obviously my other centre back is an obvious one. If you don't pick him, you're not a Southend fan. Adam Barrett. Went up up through the leagues, scored eleven goals in one season, which is pretty good for a centre back. Must have been our second top scorer. Um, so he, he must have played, you know, up pushing three hundred and twenty games at Southend. Scored thirty three goals, I believe. Um, obviously retired at Southend. Is I don't need to speak the why. He's just such a legend. You know, he bleeds Southend. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even need to say anything for him. Shooing, isn't he? 
Yeah. So, he, he is what he is what club means, and he gets it. I, what I'll never forget for him is that. Do you remember that goal he scored against Colchester at the south end, and he ran pretty much the length of the pitch with his arms out? I mean, that just sums up, doesn't it? That and his penalty that he just walloped in the uh, at Wembley. God, what a guy! What a yeah. guy! I reckon he'll be our gaffer one day. That's the thing. It's like he's a sort of like you definitely would want as your manager. Um, obviously, we've got Mayer now, so I'm not 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 uh, disappointed with that. But yeah, you could see um, Adam Barrett if we to get through the leagues. I think you know Barrett would definitely manage us in the in the football league. I'm sure we've probably spoken to him about being a manager beforehand. Before we've mm, you know probably some absolute clowns. But yeah, left back, same as you, mate. Ben Coker, uh, I mean, again, in exactly the same boat with you. He whinges all the time about not getting a contra- contract at Southend and then went went to Lincoln and didn't even play a league game for him. Um, he did get off the contract. He played 207 league games at Southend. So, you know, he was... It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. He, he was there for six or seven seasons. Um, he, yeah, he was a good player. We signed him from the Conference North, actually, which is quite surprising. Um, but, yeah, he, he was a decent player. But... I think we're gonna we'll move on to midfield. So do you want to do the honours for us? Yeah. Okay. I've gone like I said, a bit of a funny formation in midfield. So I've got sort of one holding, one sort of box to box, one winger and one sort of wherever he likes. Having <laughs> <laughs> you as a manager, bloody hell. It's make make David Bond look good. <laughs> yeah, well this only a team on paper, so yeah. you know, it doesn't have to go out and win games. But first midfielder, I think, obvious choice, Ryan Leonard. In the last 10 years, he's probably been our best midfielder. He do, he literally could do the lot. Started at right back, obviously. Got moved to midfield. He could run. He could defend. He could pass. He could shoot. He was uh, he was strong. He was uh, probably about six foot as well. And then forget that challenge that where he sprinted pretty much length of the pitch. I think it was Berry. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, great. And then I think some of his finishes was it Dagnum? That was a bullet. Oh. Uh, yeah, where else did he have some? I actually saw him playing his now. first ever South End game as a trialist yeah. against Dartford. Um, so it was eleven twelve season. He was coming as a trialist, played right back. Ball got ricocheted to him about thirty five yards out, and it's the cleanest strike I've ever seen of a football. It just darted mm. into the into the top corner. Um, I think the goal's on YouTube somewhere, and I've, I've probably put it on the, on the page at some stage. But what a player, mate! Yeah, he had that one at Bramall Lane as well, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was a... like half volley or something. Yeah, that was a great finish. Um, so yeah, he's first one. Second one, I've gone for. He, he's a little bit of a. Obviously, he was a good player, and a lot of people would like him, but small soft spot for him because I'm going to tell a short little boring story here. But when we played Yeovil in the FA Cup about oh, seven years ago, maybe, six years ago, can't remember, um, we lost 1-0. This when we was League 1 and I think they was League 2. Went there, lost 1-0. We was absolutely pathetic. Like, awful. We was awful. Uh, and we come out I've walked to the train station, got to the train station and there was about five or six of the squad on the train station platform. This was back in the days when Phil Brown used to make uh, the players get the train home for no reason or some reason. Oh, God knows. I think it was under Phil Brown anyway. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was weird because it was literally only like five or six of them there. So maybe they went to different stations. I don't know. It didn't make sense. And they was they can bear in mind they just lost one nil to a team league below, uh, and like pathetic performance if anyone remembers. And there, there's a few of them on the platform just tucking into pizza, like just sitting there, <laughs> tucking into Domino's after they just dropped stinkers. I remember um, Anton Ferdinand was there, Michael Turner was there, uh, Anthony Wordsworth was there, and there was someone else, but I can't remember who. And Michael Timlin was there as well. And all of them other than Timlin were just sitting there eating pizza like, on their phones. And I, I know I said it's only a job, but still, Michael Timlin on the other hand, He's out, he's chatting to the fans, you know, he's apologising for the performance. He's just having a chinwag, you know, like, I'll make sh- you know, get home safe. What did you think of it? Where do you think we could, you know, just general, general chat. And I think that that just showed the, the geezer that he was, you know, he weren't aloof. He weren't some ex-prem player that was just coming here, pick his wages up and go home. He, one, actually cared for the club. And two, he was actually interested in what the fans thought and making sure that, you know, everybody... Everybody's thoughts were, were listened to and everybody was having a not nice time because we just lost. But you know what I mean? Yeah, good player. So, yeah, Michael Timlin, straight in for me. And obviously, great player, battled hard. Uh, that goal at Stevenage, uh, against Stevenage, sorry, with the headband on in the second leg. God, great player. Um, anyway, that's enough of him. Moving on, I've gone on the right-hand side of midfield. I've gone for a player... I was actually in two minds here with who to pick for the winger, but I've gone for David Worrell. Now, I thought David Worrell was mustard. Absolute mustard. That free kick against Berry summed him up for me. It was a shame that he never stayed when when we was in League One and we had, you know, a chance of going up again, but he went... Where did he go? He went to Mill. I can't remember. Did he? I thought he yeah, went... Yeah, he went up, Mill, then Port Vale. Oh, you might be right, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think he went Millwall, but fair enough. Um, for some reason, I thought he went up north, like Berry or somewhere, because that was where he's from, wasn't it? I think he's... I don't know where he... I think he's just signed for... for Not for Berry, but I think maybe for... I don't know. Let me let me have a look. Yeah, well, anyway, while we're looking that up, he was a great player for me. I don't know his stats. I don't know if anyone's stats up. Um, but he's just one of them players. He'd get the ball on the wing and you'd think, We've got a chance here. He's going to take someone on. He's not. He wasn't your modern winger of trying to cut inside and find a nice pass or something. He was getting the ball to the byline with the crossing, and he had a good finish on him as well. Good player. And now uh, my fourth midfielder, which is where the formation gets a bit fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one because over the years we've had quite a lot of good midfielders, attacking midfielders. That is. Um, I was very close to putting in a man who well, I very much enjoyed, which was Anthony Wordsworth. But I didn't put him in. I know I mentioned in a few notable mentions here, but I didn't put him in because there was one player who, I know he weren't here that, young, that long and he left when he was quite young, but every time he got the ball, something happened and I loved him. And I, I don't know if you might be able to guess it, but that's Jack Payne. I thought he was the bollocks. He was probably only about 21 when he left. Um, yeah. And I'll never forget that goal against Sheffield United. I think it was Sheffield United, the last one. He's picked the ball up sort of the halfway line on a counter-attack. Done a couple of players and then dinked it over the keeper, I think it was. What a goal that was. Um, yeah, what a player. That's my sort of 
dysfunctional former midfield. Cool. No, it's solid midfield. You can't go wrong. So <clears throat> for me, I've just got a flat four in midfield. So right wing, I've gone for is Ryan Hall. Um, I thought he was sensational for us. We picked him up from the conference south. So he joined us, you know, come up two divisions, played 105 games for us, which is a lot in two seasons and like in all competitions. He um, obviously we sold him to Leeds. He went on to play for Sheffield United, Rotherham, MK Dons, Luton. Um, again, that's not why I picked him in there. I just thought he was one of the most creative players I've seen. And every time he got the ball, you thought something could happen. He had a brilliant free kick on him, a wonderful left foot, goals and assists. He's got 14 goals in the 11-12 season. Um, and again, at the, at the time he was really young, he must have only been about 22. Um, unfortunately for him, his career has gone down the pan and um, he's not even that old now. I think he's about 32, 33. Oh, he's 35 apparently. Um, but he's been playing in the non-league for like Beckenham Town and, and, and for all these sort of just small uh, semi-pro teams. So it's a shame to see someone with so much potential and so much ability. Mm. But apparently he had some off-the-field off Issues, but I think you can look back on his career and look at Southend with with the most fondness. So, <clears throat> other players I've got in midfield: um, Ryan Leonard. Don't need to say anything about him. You you know you covered that pretty well. Two hundred sixty four games for us, twenty seven goals. Obviously, his goal scoring wasn't his game, but blimey, still did yeah. everything else was his game. Um, my other centre mid I've actually gone for is Alan McCormack. I feel like he's one of those players that just wore their heart on his sleeve every game he played. Obviously, when he come back, he was a bit fat and old. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and obviously, he was a little bit off the pace. But what he did for us between 2006 and 2007, obviously, he had a, a loan spell in 03, uh, sorry, 04, 05. Um, he just wore his heart on his sleeve. You know, he was a proper box-to-box midfielder, tough tackling as well, pop up with a few goals every now and then. Um, and I think he's sort of a staple of the South End midfield for a while. I was I was tempted to think of uh, Nicky Bailey as well, but obviously he was a bit sour note on the way he ended. And he was only at the club for about a year, so couldn't really put him in there. But that midfield of McCormack and uh, Bailey were the, the reason why Kevin Mayer obviously got got um, shipped out to Gillingham. Um, so they're my two centre-mids, McCormack and Ryan Leonard. And I have gone a little bit dysfunctional here. A player who did play this position a few times, um, I think Paul Starrett played him there and I think Phil Brown did play him there a bit as well but on the left of midfield I've gone for Michael Timlin obviously known for his central midfield expert um, expertise um, played for South in between 2010 and 2018 um, obviously had that loan spell at the start um, but played 253 games for South End 14 goals he is again like Adam Barrett wore his heart on his sleeve he was, you know, you'd look at him and you think he's a proper South End boy. Obviously, he's not. He's, I think he's a Millwall fan, actually. But like you mentioned, the, that head injury against Stevenage, broke his leg going in for a 50-50 against Leighton Orient in the uh, Johnson's paint, which possibly we could have got promoted that season if he didn't do his leg in. But Michael Timlin has got the determination of, uh, you know, of what you want to see every player to have. So I've gone for Absolutely. Michael yeah. Timlin on the left. One of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet and all. Yeah, he always got time. Always, always got time for the fans, and uh, I think he's in the non-league now. I don't know where he is. I know he went to Ebbsfleet, I think, for a bit, and I think he may have gone to Dulwich. I don't know if he's still at Dulwich. Um, but yeah, obviously... last I heard of him, he was at Dulwich. So that's how midfield's done. Two strikers each. Who are you going for? Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. First striker. 
Right, I'm going to put it out there. Um, I haven't got Freddy because his prime, I was too young. So that's why he's not in my team. I'm putting it out there. Um, same reason why I didn't pick Peter Clark, etc. Um, so yeah, first striker for me is Barry Cole. He was one of my favourite players when I was watching that team. Um, God, what mate? What couldn't he do? He could head, he could finish, could hold the ball up, he could play people in. Couldn't take penalties though. <laughs> Fair point. That that is true. Um, he was good looking fucker and all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still still a bit miffed with him not miffed but like it was a bit gutting that he he left and he didn't fancy the challenge in League One do you know what I mean he could have he could have tested himself I think get promoted have, have a go at League One Karnak it leave the following summer um, but yeah he moved to Cambridge obviously uh, which was a shame, but I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I mean, while we're on the subject, do you reckon he could have acted or you say fair enough, you can see why he left sort of towards the um, I spoke to him just after he moved to, to Cambridge and he, 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 he sounded like they were offering more money. Um, from what he said in his sort of like typical footballer, cryptic mm. statement of or speech, whatever, kind of seemed as though Saffin weren't really improving on his contracts, which... You'd think he, they would because obviously he was top scorer for us, got us promoted, mm-hmm. um, and apparently yeah we weren't offering him an improved contract which you'd expect. So I think he took more money to go to Cambridge, which I totally I totally accept and I agree that obviously footballers it's a short career. I think he was thirty two at the time as well, maybe thirty one. So obviously he's getting to that stage of his career where he probably does need to be getting as much money as possible. Yeah, well especially so, at our level as well. It's like it's not like you know in the Premier League nowadays when they're you know, debating fifty grand or hundred grand, you can live off fifty grand easily, obviously, a week. Yeah. But if he was if it was between maybe a grand a week at us and fifteen hundred at Cambridge, just an extra twenty five grand a year. That's, that's huge to he probably had a young family at the time, maybe. Um, like you said, getting towards Italian. So if it was money it's you can't blame him, but um it still is a shame, I reckon. Yeah. He could have had a go. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, and then second striker, uh, I thought long and hard about because it was a geezer that we had on loan and I loved him. He was only here for, I think, six months or a year. I can't remember if he'd done the full season. Um, I really should have looked some of this stuff up. Oh, well, not important because <laughs> I didn't pick him. But I loved him. But and he went on to better things after us, after he was on loan. And I think he, in the end, someone paid like 10 million for him or something like that. That's British number longer. I, I loved him. I thought he was the bollocks. Um, but I didn't go for him because there was someone, in my opinion, that was better for him at the time. And he scored double-digit goals, I think, three or four years in a row. And that is Coxie. I know he left on a bit of a sour note and he was sort of the reason why, well, not the reason, but he was one of the players that things sort of went tits up at the end and he was probably on too much money than he should have been. But if we're thinking about that time and we was pretty good towards, you know, when we should have got promoted that season in League One and, you know, then under Chris Powell and he was still knocking in 14 goals a season, even though we was a bit crap. I, he was a good player, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, I, mean, I do think genuinely... That hat-trick, that hat-trick against 
Pompey. Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great player. I would say but, he's probably one of the most intelligent players we've had in terms of football IQ. I don't know what yeah, it's like. Yeah, one of the most naturally normal... gifted that I've seen at Roots Hill. Yeah, I think he just, his mind was definitely at least a championship level. And you could see that from the minute he signed for us, that his head, he was just in front of the game. Obviously, maybe ability-wise, he wasn't at a championship level. That's why he dropped down. But, you know, I think that's a solid pick, mate. And he was an unreal player. Yeah, I think that season, obviously, where we were so close to going up, that uh, 16-17 season, when we had him up top with Ranger and we had Fortuna as well. Um, I think that was all three of their first seasons and they just worked well together. And before that, who did we have leading line before that? Was it Mooney, I think? In League One, we had Mooney. Yeah, Mooney had and Jamal Tyrone Barnett. Tyrone Barnett. Sorry? Yeah, that's a, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you say? Uh, Jamal Loza. Oh, we had him back on loan. Jesus. Must have just been them. I think I think it was mainly Mooney on his own at the start of the season. No um, Hunt. Oh, he was crap. <laughs> um, did we still have... Did we still have Piggott? We had him for the first half of that season and then he went out, I think Charlton got rid of him and he went Maidstone or somewhere. So he dropped down like two divisions. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I think that, so I think from that first season in League One to the second season where we nearly went up, the defence stayed pretty similar. The midfield stayed pretty similar, but it was that uh, strike force that made the real difference and we went from sort of playing one up top with wingers or with like a 10 in behind like Jack Payne or to go into like a 4-4-2 with two wingers, two strikers and Cox was the goal scorer and he delivered every time. I mean, when you're in the lower leagues, all you ask for is a striker that can get you double digits consistently and he'd done that. Yeah. He weren't injury prone. He weren't rapid anymore, but like you said, he he was so clever. He was a great player. Yeah. So for me, that's my strike partnership. And I think the two of them together would be superb. Barry Core and Simon Cox. Because, I mean, Little and Large and, oh, God, yeah, what a, what a partnership that would be. I'd love to have seen them both together in their prime. Well, Cox weren't even in his prime with us, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> who do you reckon I've gone for? Um, I reckon you'll have Freddie. Um and um, I don't know. I reckon you might have gone for Barry Core. Get nailed on the head, mate. <laughs> Freddie Eastwood. Made too well. Freddie Eastwood's. I mean, saw his his, his game against um his Swansea is the home debut for Southend, which is just yep. insane. Scoring after seven point seven seconds, and obviously his career. He had with us was just unbelievable. Free hit against Man United. He scored double digits for us in the championship. Um, I think he's one of the most loved players for Southend. Obviously came back, didn't quite work out for him. I think his knees were sort of playing up at this stage. Um, but I think the start of the start of 13, 14 season, um, I think he scored about five and five and it looked like the old Fred Eastwood was back. But yeah, it, it just didn't work out. And, you know, I'm gutted it didn't work out. Legend of the game, obviously, went on to play for Wales after he played for us. I'm not quite sure how we qualified for Wales, but 
yeah, apparently he did. Um, yeah, we sold it for 1.5 million to Wolves, which is obviously the second biggest transfer fee we've, we've ever received for someone. And I don't think the club ever saw any of the money of that. I think uh, Ron Martin's house is the uh, is what happened with that 1.5 million. Um, but Shock. yeah, I think, yeah, Freddie Eastwood, I don't really need to go into too much detail. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows he's a legend. One of the biggest football league legends going. I mean, sort of, his, oh, go- yeah. his goals definitely propelled us into into the playoffs in the 0-4-5 season. And, you know, his his goal-scoring ability definitely pushed us towards the title um, because that's what you need. You need a striker that's going to score you 25 goals. And he scored, I think, he, in his first spell for us, he scored about 50 in 100 games or maybe a little bit more. So almost one in two, I reckon, uh, for us, which is magnificent. And then obviously came yeah, back. Yeah, he done, own. what, three seasons, didn't he? He done, yeah, 07. So he did three yeah. seasons and then come back on loan 11 12 and then signed permanently 12 13 and then 13 14. Um, he retired, didn't he? And then he unfortunately retired. But I think that's one of the saddest cases of injury. And maybe he just did, he fell out of love with football and just didn't enjoy it anymore. And obviously, he did put on a little bit of timber towards the end of his career, which, yeah, <laughs> he was a little bit, uh, a little bit chunky towards the end, but. Oh, he was, he was good, wasn't he? I mean, uh, he's yeah. just, nonetheless, he's a legend. Seventy-seven goals he scored in t- in two spells at Southend. I, I, I think, you know, that's not going to be any more than one hundred and fifty games. I wouldn't have thought so, or may- maybe one hundred and sixty, one hundred and seventy. But whatever it was, he was sensational. And then, obviously, with him up front, the big man Barry Cole, goal every every three games for a six foot three striker that was playing on his own up front in a four five one slash four three three with Phil Brown. I think that's exceptional stats. Um yeah, yeah sometimes he, he had a partner, but v- very rare though. Really. He had Jake really. Cassidy played him for a while, do you remember? Oh yeah. Room? Yeah and then we we'd flip He was between. absolute hopeless. <laughs> yeah God knows what he does now. But obviously he did play up with uh, Barry Cole for, uh, with uh, Joe Piggott for a bit in that season as well. Yeah. But I think, you know, the 13-14 season, it, you know, strike strikes out where he almost left uh, to sign for Burton and then stayed for a couple of years. And like you say, it would be nice to have seen him in League One um, playing with, you know, maybe David Booney or Noel Hunt. But um, <laughs> I think that's probably why well, he left because they if, told if, him. If he'd, if, he'd have, <laughs> if he'd have stayed, we'd never, we'd never have signed Mooney. So that would have yeah. been a bit of a blessing. You know that while we're on the case, Mooney, he actually wasn't a bad player. He was always like, technically fight, technically he was a good player, but he was he's oh, how can he be offside that much? Like guaranteed twice a game minimum. Twice five times a game. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um He was good, yeah. he was a goal scorer when he was a fox in the box. You can't really do anything else other than give him the ball fifteen yards out and he'll score. Mm. But... Yeah, well he did, to be fair. He scored a good goal against Millwall at home on a swivel. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a good one. That one sticks in mind, but yeah. So yeah, that's our uh, both our elevens, and uh, luckily we've not actually got too many the same. I think probably because you you've got an extra couple of seasons ahead of me where that you've included, obviously where you started a little bit earlier, um, mm. and I didn't want to include people from when I was a nipper. Um, but yeah, that's good actually because there'd be nothing worse than us both going, oh yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> Yeah. And there weren't too many rascal shouts. I think the only rascal shouts were at right back. Luke O'Neill. Um, Luke O'Neill. Luke O'Neill was a good player. He's better than Clehessy. Clehessy, yeah. You didn't even yeah, mention he, Simon he, Francis, he was... mate. Oh, yeah, true. 
completely <laughs> forgot about him. Two players that I was just thinking that we didn't even mention, but Simon Francis at right back and, and Mark Gower on the left wing for me. And I'll pick Timlin over him. And I think that's a fair shout to pick Timlin over him. But Mark Gower's a... Le- well, well, yeah, not as a, not as a winger, obviously, but as, no. in terms of best player and, you know, the effect they had on us and the team and that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that, that sums it up, mate. Have you got anything else you want to uh, go over before we uh, wrap this one up? No, no. It's nice to uh, have a little trip down memory lane for the, the better. Um, next time we're going to do similar, I think, but we're going to do worse 11, aren't we, for the same sort of uh, time <laughs> period, just yeah. for a bit of a laugh. It's just, um, it'll just be a laugh. Nothing, you know, nothing against these people. You know, they probably tried their best well, whilst playing for Southend. We, we can't say that for certain, but you know, nothing <laughs> Yeah, that's personal. the disclaimer you got. That's the disclaimer we've got to say. Yeah, um, nothing personal. Yeah. We're not slandering them. You can't sue us for it. Oh, I'll be slandering some of them. But, um, no, I won't. I won't. For legal reasons, I, I won't. <laughs> For legal reasons? <laughs> you know, just in case, uh, I don't know, just in case. Just in case Freddie Lebrecht Black- listening. <laughs> yeah, Andre Blackman's agents listening. <laughs> or Frank Nublai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're giving away our, our teams already. So, yeah. Don't get me started. So, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SUFC Goals. Um, going to do we have a special announcement at 2000 followers so make sure you uh, follow we're only about 60 away from that um and also if you're listening on spotify as well um make sure you follow the podcast uh we've got quite a few uh, followers on there now so make sure you follow you get sort of notified when we go live with a episode i'm not too sure how, if you can on apple um can't can't say i've used apple podcast personally that's why you Oops. probably can yeah well, i haven't used it but you probably can yeah yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, probably, we'll try. Um, we'll see if we can uh, get someone to come join us for the next one. Um, bit of fan interaction and also be a laugh to see if someone else has got some more good eleven names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Brilliant. about that. So thanks for listening. As always, guys. Take care. Cheers. Mm-hmm.